Hi everyone and thank you for joining me for this brand new episode of Therapy Bites. Episode number 5, Life Goals, why you need them to thrive in life and why they're so important for our mental health. I am joined this evening with the absolutely tremendous guest uh, for you all and we're going to introduce him in a moment to you. And I just want to give you a quick outline of what we're looking at on this episode. Now, life goals, they have to have certain things set in them. And we have to know actually what they are. And you would be surprised by the amount of people who do not have any direction or goals in life. And if you don't have anywhere to go, listen, you're not going anywhere. So we're going to look at that and we're going to look at how to set them, how to achieve them and the qualities in which you need to display in order to make them a reality for you. But first, I'm going to get my guest to introduce <coughs> himself and say hi to you all and we'll go from there. Hi everyone, thanks for having me Kevin. Uh, my name's Johnny and I'm a tattoo artist. I sought some advice from Kevin a few months ago um, and honestly, it's been life changing. It really has. Thank you very much. Um, you're right, it was a few months ago, and I remember quite clearly sitting in front of you, and one of the very, very first things I asked you is, what do you want? Ask everybody what do they want, and okay. most people come out with the same things as what you did. Do you remember what you came out with? I think I replied, I would like to be happy. There we go. Um, yeah, I didn't like that answer, did I? No. Um, I tell you why, I want you to think about, I want to be happy, I want to be normal, I want to be content, all the things people say, all the things social media actually tell you you should say when you're looking to change your life. Yeah. Um, and I don't buy into any of that actually, um, it's very generic, it doesn't actually mean anything. And if we take, I want to be happy, I want to be content, I want to be normal, whatever it may be that people say. And I want you to imagine those words are a map of, let's say, uh, America. Mm -hmm. America's quite a big place, right? So the word is a map of America. Okay, I want to be happy. Well, that's America. Yeah. Right. Whereabouts in America do you want to be? Well, I want to be happy and I want to be in control of my own thoughts. Okay, so we narrow all the way down to Texas. But mm -hmm. Texas is still a big old place. Um, what else do you want? Well, I want to be able to not feel as anxious or not feel down or not overthink or not negative think or not catastrophize everything that I want to do, right? Okay. And there you narrow all the way down to the town, to the city, and indeed to the street and a 10-meter radius to the destination. And a lot of people, when they ask for something in life, they ask for this generic thing that's not really achievable because... You know, your version of happy and my version of happy are probably two different things. You are of a different age, you are of a different experience, and you have hair for a start, and I really? don't. So, your version of happy, my version of happy don't quite coincide. Yeah, yeah. So, when you say I want to be happy, I can only work off as a therapist what I perceive happiness to be. Does yeah. that make sense? So, 100%. the first thing I want to talk about is when we set end goals, we have to set number one. A defined end state. Yeah. What actually is it you want? I mean, micro it all the way down to the thing that you're looking for. Is it your thoughts? Is it your feeling? Is it your social settings? Is it your finances? Is it your belief system? What is it that's going wrong in your life 
that you want to change. And again, yeah. just coming out with things like happy and normal and you know, content's not really going to get us anywhere close to where we are. So yeah. number one with end goals, be specific. Have a defined end state. 100%. The second thing that we need to look at with end goals is they have to have a certain amount of belief behind them. I don't know if you remember, but when we then broke it all the way down for you, we got to where we wanted to be with you yeah. and you gave us your defined end state. How did you go about getting there? What was the biggest thing that got you from where you were to where you got to with that once we decided where we were going with it? Sounds kind of cliche and simple, but it was more or less just setting one foot in front of the other. But it was knowing where I was going to end up as a consequence of putting one foot in front of the other. So, okay. What kind of things were stopping you before? Negative self-talk, um, imposter syndrome, low self-esteem, and obviously that, I believe, manifested into anxiety. Okay, so um, you and I both know what negative self-talk is. Uh, the listeners and the viewers here, if they've listened to the episodes before, will we'll know what negative self-talk <coughs> is, and yeah. we spend a lot of time on that. Yeah. But if you can maybe give a, a broad brush outline to people listening and watching today, what you mean by negative self-talk? Well, <clears throat> if you're waking up, for example, and you're believing like truly believing that you're not good enough or I, I don't know depending on the voice your head mine used to tell me you're not good enough you're you're push you're, you're never going to go far with this um, you're going to get found out you're uh, just a whole host of things that are self-imposed barriers and those words kind of reinforce those barriers so yeah I think ultimately that's where it has to start um, is with that self-talk and, and the words that you tell yourself and the conversations that you can have with yourself that ultimately can allow you or enable you to not only picture yeah. a, a better future but it helps you take that step closer to it with action one of the things you said there um, is you tell yourself that you can't do that um, we call that internal dialogue of course but we call it a dbs uh, uh, by kevin and what i mean by that is we call it a destructive belief system mm. what part uh, what part of your journey was your belief affected at and how did it improve if it improved um i would say maybe still within the infancy of my career choice i think uh, a couple of setbacks or a couple of knockbacks had almost took any confidence I had in myself away um, and with that came you know becoming more reclusive or, or maybe not wanting to pursue it any further um, but again ultimately that all changed by changing my perspective on myself and having that self-belief to okay. take those actions. And did you find that when you changed that internal dialogue, when you started speaking to yourself correctly, when you started encouraging yourself and motivating yourself and telling yourself you can do things and you will do things, did you did you find that your belief increased or did that change any? 100% increased. And it's, it's not just with... It, it goes over a sort of broader spectrum. It, it takes over your entire life. You don't realise that some of your self-imposed narratives, yeah, they might purely be you know prohibiting you from achieving your goals but it, it also affects the quality of life as a whole the relationships that you have with people and, and 
how you carry yourself on a daily basis and that obviously leads to more complications with your health. And when we change all that, do things go right? 100%, yeah. So that's step one, and you can see the impact change in step one, having yep. deciding exactly where you're going to go. But there's another couple of things that people overlook when it comes to having end goals and end states, because they set it and say, well, I can't achieve it, so they don't bother. It yep. just completely blocks them off. But when you change that dialogue to, I can, I will, I'm going mm -hmm. to, I'm going to give it everything, when you start motivating, you start doing more action and you, oh, you get yeah. that win and it's those little wins that just increase that self-belief yeah. um, a lot of people don't know this but self-belief is not created by you but imposed on you and self-belief our own self-belief is usually a narrative and an experience of what others have projected onto well, us because yeah. if you think about it like this you're born absolutely perfect you're born with the fear of falling and the fear of loud noises. That is it. Yeah. Everything else is taught and shown behaviour, thought process and, and emotion that follows with it. And everybody thinks they're born into this limited existence or this limited experience. But you're only as limited as your belief and your mindset. Yeah. And when you have that end state, that defined end state, and you start applying the steps to it, everything changes. 100%. And the first step to any end goal or any end state is it must be one realistic you have to be realistic in what you're looking to achieve was your end state realistic for you at that time with the with the answer that I gave you initially yes no okay what changed the, it was sort of like just stumbling in the dark it was aimless it was like I want to be happy and then naturally, the more you kind of broke it down for me, saying, right, but you know, what would make you happy? What would ultimately get you towards where it is you want to be? It then allowed me to come up with a more realistic and, as I said, a tangible game plan. Yeah. Step two, realistic is one. Step two is it has to have belief behind it. And self-belief is one of the biggest <laughs> and most important elements of any human being and in the world that we live in there has been individuals one person who has changed the entire world on their own we have mandela we have rosa parks we have emily pankers we have jfk we have martin luther we have got individuals that have changed the entire scope of the world on their own and i tell people all the time you are as good as them and people look at me as if i'm mad and I'm like, no, you are absolutely as good as them. Your brain works the same as their brain works. Your liver, your lung, your heart, your kidneys, your toes, your feet, your breathing. Works all the same as what these amazing, amazing individuals they've got. The only difference between those and you is they had belief in yeah. themselves. And it's that belief that allows them to go to that next level. So... Belief is very, very, very important when it comes to end states and end goals. That whole cliche of you have to believe to achieve, well, that's actually true. And yeah. it's not said just to annoy people or piss people off. It's said because it's true. Because if you don't believe you can do it, you're going to make zero effort. If I said to you today, right, when we leave here uh, this evening, you and I are going to go on a 26K run. Absolutely not. 
because you don't believe that you can do that. But if you were fit, if you had practiced, if you had trained, you're the same person as that person over there, but your belief is like, yeah, okay, let's go. Yeah. Uh, and you would do it based on your belief and, of course, some conditioning, some core yeah. strength and, uh, and a bit of practice at running uh, 26Ks. But I'll be honest, it's raining uh, and, I, and I couldn't think of anything worse than running 26Ks in the rain. But there's people out there that enjoy that. Yeah. And, you know, everybody enjoys and believes something different. And the final part to end goals, end states, is they have to be timelined. I got a lot of people that will come along and they'll say, well, you told me I can be anything I want to be. I can do anything I want to do. And I'm like, absolutely. Well, I want to be a pilot. Okay. I want to be a pilot next week. Ah, you're taking the piss now, aren't you? And you're being obstinate and you're being obtuse and you're just trying to prove a point and try and disprove the theory. And you can do that if you so wish, but as long as that goal has got a defined end state, it's realistic, you have the belief, and it's got a timeline onto it, then you can absolutely do anything. And the realism ties into the timeline, by the way, and that's where people come along and say, well, I want to to be a fireman next week. Well, you're not going to be a fireman next week, are you? Because the timeline's out. It's realistic enough. But you have to make sure you've got the correct grades and you apply and you do the training and you do the apprenticeship and then, of course, you'll be a fireman. never understood that. I mean, if you're out there just trying to give people some self-belief, even when they don't believe in themselves, if they're actively going out their way to be a dick, to just make some sort of point? Um, yeah, I mean, listen, I have, I have no ill will or... Of course not negative words to anyone who doesn't like my approach to therapy and mind programming conditioning. Um, I understand I'm probably, uh, well definitely, not the perfect fit for every single person. But think about it like this. That person out there, those trolls, those people who have got something negative to say, they are, there's two types of people in life, right? And people might not like this, but in life you're going to be a winner or you're going to be a loser, right? And if you set and you consume someone's content, right? Actively sit and consume one's content and then go on to their blog or to their page or to their social media and leave a, a derogatory or a hurtful comment. You imagine how sad your life may be. Yeah. If you're waking up every day and purposely going out your way to find something to be offended about so you can hurt someone's feelings, how sad must that life be? I'm led to believe that every insult that people throw at you is just a kind of direct projection of an insecurity in itself, though. There's been, honestly, you know, the viewers in the comments will show it, but there has been, I mean, literally hundreds of thousands of clinical studies done on coercion control, intimidation, and bullying. And everything, and I don't know why they keep doing them, because uh, they'll they'll find the same thing. And it's always brought back to the person that is projecting. It's always been brought back to the troll or to the bully or to the person who's controlling or trying to be coercive. It's all been brought back to them because they see something in that other person that they lack. They see a quality that they don't have. They see a possibility that's not open to them. And instead of embracing it and saying, hey, good luck, they say, oh, you're shit, you can't do that. It kind of ties in with that um, self-belief talk, though, because I don't know about you, um, but when I see people doing well and they're successful, I've never really found myself being jealous. I've been inspired, yeah. and I've been like, how, how the fuck do you do that? How do they do that? And, you know, if you are 
exactly what you just described there, the sort of person that consumes someone's success or, you know, their advice and you're choosing to again project stuff. Yeah. It's it's that to me is self imposed. Well I'm never be I'll never be good enough anyway, so it's easier just to call you an arsehole. I get a ton of messages and emails and requests from coaches and therapists and counsellors every day and there's like like I'm thinking of becoming an anxiety specialist and setting up in Glasgow. I know you're set up in Glasgow and you do anxiety yeah. and you know, I was, I was just wondering if you're gonna be upset by that and I'm like, absolutely not. Is there anything I can do to help you? Is yeah. there any guidance you need? Do you need to know pitfalls? Do you, do you want me to go over some insurance with you or, you know, locations and offices and cities? If you need anything, you know, drop us a message yeah. and when I get a second, I promise you'll get it. Yeah. I want everyone to do well. Um, past the point of being judgmental and jealous of anyone. Uh, when I started out in therapy, I was yeah, I was not popular simply because of my direct approach and, and the way I deliver content and, and do client sessions. It's very direct because I believe the clients that come to me are looking for that directness. Yeah. They're sick of being lied to, they're sick of being messed around, they're sick of going into therapy for a year and feeling well kind of different. I mean, that's not what people are coming no. to me for. They're, I want something quick, I want something really effective and long lasting and you know, that's safe. And, yeah. and that's where my approach to therapy comes from. But at the beginning, I got mocked and I got trolled and I got bullied and I get laughed out at conferences and events when I would stand up and say, you know, you guys up here, you know, are saying it takes up to six months to diminish anxiety for an individual and that's on a good base scenario. And I'm saying, well, it takes me six minutes. Impossible. <coughs> it's not yeah. impossible. It's not possible because I've done it and I continue to do it. Um, and there was a lot of hate my way and I kind of just drowned out the noise by focusing on what was in front of me yep. each and every time. And every time I did that, I got a step closer to my goal, to my target. One of the first interviews I did with, uh, again, not a very popular paper, but I did an interview with The Sun um back in the day and they asked me so where is this going you you're making a lot of noise but where's it going what's the aim here what's the goal and i said well you know within you know three to five years time i want to make sure that serenity by kevin is the biggest go-to therapy for anyone in central scotland yeah. and you know i don't know if the, the viewers know this but um you know six weeks ago i sold out the royal concert hall um, and you know everybody in that room knew exactly who I was and everybody yeah. in Central Scotland that's looking for anxiety therapy knows exactly who I am when they find me on social media or someone talks or someone sends them to me so again if you diminish the negativity and focus on you do not take your eye off that prize do not take your eye off that goal make sure that it's realistic you have the belief and it's timelined mm -hmm. and keep going just keep going and i promise you if you do that like you one day one day you will put your head up right and you'll be exactly where you're meant to be doing exactly what you're meant to be doing yep. and nothing will matter to you <clears throat> and all the smears and all the mocking and 
all the piss taken beforehand, well it won't make a difference. And you'll tend to find actually, see all the people that mocked you or said you weren't good enough or you couldn't <coughs> do it, you'll find that they'll be in your chair before long asking yeah. you to tattoo them and asking what you think about that bit of work and you know, can you help them design a sleeve or, or whatever it is. It's coming. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, I've, uh, you tattoo me so <coughs> I can assure you the quality of what they do is coming so you, you don't need to worry about yeah. that. Um, if someone's out there now and they're like, okay, um, you talk about end goals and you talk about belief and you, you talk about making them realistic, that all sounds great, but how do you put it all together? Yeah. Is there any advice you would give to someone to, to put it all together, essentially? I think you need to, as Kev's kind of broadcast today, you need to give yourself realistic and tangible goals. I think the most detrimental thing you can do is beat yourself up if you're you have a setback or it doesn't go as entirely as planned initially. Um, perseverance is a, a key factor in it, but self-belief is its more or less going to be, at some stages, the only driving force and the only thing that you can pull from because if you don't have support round about you, and even if you do and you're of a disposition where you, you don't really pay attention to compliments or you don't pay attention to any sort of um, positivity that's this broadcasted your way, then at least keep some self well, 100% self-belief and just keep driving on. You may get knocked on your arse every so often, but again, take the lesson for what it is and, and, and move on. Just keep moving. Absolutely spot on. Uh, absolutely spot on. And the thing that I love most about that answer, believe it or not, is it incorporates an element that we've not titled or put on two goals and the element I'm talking about uh, specifically is flexibility yep. and flexibility <coughs> is vital um, although we've got those three steps to achieving the goals and, and applying them uh, that flexibility it has to be there also because yep. you know as we, look, as we know um, life has a habit um, of throwing curveballs when you least expect them and uh, in the middle of December when you walk down the drive and slip and break your leg and you're out the game for four months, you are out the game for four months, but that end goal, that end state, that ta it never changes. Yeah. That never changes. Your belief in yourself never changes, but the timeline and the flexibility, they can. Yeah. So we've got two elements of it that are rigid, and then we've got two elements of it that you can, you know, flick between and bend yeah, and shade and, yeah. and stuff like that. Um, Again, these life goals, these targets, they are imperative because without them you don't get to go anywhere and you can have all the will in the world, you can have all the knowledge in the world, you can have all the hard work in the world, but knowledge and hard work, believe it or not, is not all it's cracked up to be. Um, I could give you a spoon right and tell you to dig a hole through the concrete floor and it don't matter how hard you work, you are not going to dig a hole through that concrete floor with a spoon because you're doing it the wrong way with yep. the wrong tool and that's where that timeline and that flexibility come in because flexibility and timelines allow us to try and fail yep. and succeed and get it right, get it wrong and again that whole philosophy of if at first you don't succeed try, try again the biggest load of bullshit ever because if it didn't work the first time why is it working the second? If it didn't work the second, why is it going to work the third? And we need to educate people. We need to get people to be wiser. And if at first you don't succeed, be flexible in your approach and yep. change it and go again. 
And you know what? See if that doesn't succeed. Be flexible in your approach and change it again and then do it again. Yeah. And if that doesn't work, yep, you've guessed it. Be flexible in your approach, change it and go again. I really, really can't say enough about end goals and how important they are. They have worked for you. They have worked for me. Um, not a lot of people know this, but this time last year, I was homeless and I had no money. I had lost my home. I had lost all my finances and I was barely hanging on um, by a thread. I think it was work and, and going to work each and every day that just kept me going. Um, and without that, you know, I dread to think where I would be. But that end goal of I need to get up, I need to get something done here, I need to change what I'm doing because what I was doing wasn't working. So we changed it, we went again. And we got a little bit closer and we set another goal and we changed it and we went again and we got closer to that goal. And then we set another goal and we got that goal. And that's the thing about goals and flexibility. They change and you can adjust them. When you get to one, go to the next. When you get to that, go to the next. When you get to that, go to the next. You don't just have one goal, get to it, and that's us happy for the rest of our life. Don't work like that. And those end goals are still set today. I'll continue to set goals for myself because I know yeah. how powerful they are. Yeah. If you don't know where you're going, you're not going anywhere. Listen, thank you so, so much for listening to us um, on this podcast. We really, really do appreciate every single person that listens to it. Hopefully, you've got something from it. Hopefully, you've got a little bit of information or you've got a method or you've got a hint or you've got a bit of, you know, inspiration from it to go, do you know what? I'm going to set my end goals and I'm going to make sure that they are realistic with belief and are timelined. And when you do it that way and you have the action, it's all going on because action is where it's at. Uh, thank you so, so much for listening. Join me again next week for episode number six of Serenity by Kevin Therapy Bites here with me and I hope you're all going to have a great time. Um, from Johnny, from I, thank you so, so much. We hope you have a lovely evening, a lovely day, lovely morning, whatever you are, whatever you are doing. But do me one favour, please. Look after your body, look after your mind and be careful with the words you guys share, uh, choose to share with yourself because guess what? Yep, you guessed it. You're always listening. Take care. Love always. Kevin.